This episode of the Red Bull Rant is brought to you by the fine patrons that support us through patreon.com slash Rant. You can support us for the low, low price of $1 a month, and you can get exclusive content, including a monthly wrap-up for the New York Red Bulls. We want to send a special shout-out to our patrons who support us at $5 a month. That is our producer-level reward. Thank you to Jeremiah Dempster, Clayton John, Chris Adamek, Maeve Dartinez, and Pierre Delecto. Now, on to the show. This is the Red Bull Ramp Podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening? Welcome, my friends, to the show of Rens. This is the Red Bull Rant Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Iapico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and it's episode 404, a two-for-one, but it's one with a W. See, there's a W. It's called a pun. And it's a, it's, it's a two with a W, too. Two for, well, we're doing two for Tuesday. Yes. <laughs> Literally two for Tuesday. Uh, for you patrons, we're also going to be recording a special... Uh, patron-only episode that has nothing to do with the Red Bulls, but uh, Stranger Things Season 4, Volume 2, just racking up the coincidences here, uh, that will be available later this week, but we will be recording tonight. We're going to share all the feels. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's get into the games for this week. So first... Uh, Red Bulls took on Atlanta United at home and came away with a come-from-behind 2-1 victory. And they followed up with a very, <laughs> very sloppy, dirty, whatever you want to call it, uh, one nothing win away at Sporting Kansas City, which probably the first time in at least a few years we've won on July 4th weekend, as far as I can remember. Yeah. Uh, let's get into this one. Uh We'll start with the tweets first. So, Truman, do you have those ready, or do you need me to read them off? Oh, no, I got it. This is going to take all of two seconds. Uh, first game, Atlanta. Pierre Delecto said, well, he's saying, he should have burned more, he should have burned more, he should have burned more. And General Sherman, he should have burned more. Oh, snap. With the Sherman burn. Oh, oh it's a classic. And then uh, for the second game, Creepy Taxi, Steven Santos said, ugly one. And Red Bull 2 fired their coach. I will take it. Two ugly wins. And there not? you go. So we start winning. No one wants to tweet us anymore. They just they, There's no rage to tweet. No more uh, rage. We do have a voicemail, though. So uh, here is... I'm pr- I haven't listened to it. We're pretty sure it's uh, Pierre Delecto <laughs> uh, with yet another voicemail. Hi, guys. How are you? Well, you know, an- another game... And it was a lot of shit where you haven't seen in a while. And but look at it, you're first in the East, and that and that's how it should be done. And it's good that they took advantage of it, even if it's not one of the best teams on the road. You're at least still improving your road record and getting it done at home. This is the meshing of a team that is exciting. That first half wasn't, and you and you saw it. When SKC was just banging on the doorstep of the Red Bulls, but even going down one man 
you know, they were able to fix it up. And that Aaron Long header is very much what they've got, you know, is, is all the reason why he's on the team of the week. That, that is how you win away. And I don't under, and as frustrating as it kind of was seeing the time wasting Sands card for Klamala and et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not going to get into the Klamala debate this, this week around. I, I, I don't think my, I don't think an addendum to that's going to help anyone, but you know, it was a little frustrating, but you know, you did what you had to do to get out of there and you get three points. They won seven other ten la- they won seven of their last ten matches and they're sitting on top of the East. I, I don't care what anyone has to say about quote beautiful football from those jackasses in the city. It's how you if you can get it done, you get it done. And if it's not penalizing your team massively or if it's even penalizing them, then you're doing your job. And that's how you get in and that's how you get out. So it was a good week. It's exciting, and hopefully, hopefully the, the good times keep rolling around. Because I think if this holds up, maybe we evade the maybe we evade that summer swoon. But I know when I say anything, I'll probably jinx it. But let's, let's keep some hope. It's an exciting news so far. Uh, enjoy the rest of the week, guys. So yeah, that's one thing we didn't talk about was the Red Bulls are officially top of the Eastern Conference with that win. Um, I believe Montreal lost to LAFC uh, last night, so they are sole holders of that spot. Granted, they do have, I think, uh, let's see, Philadelphia, Montreal both have one game in hand, and New York City has two. But still, to be 19 games through this season, be top of the Eastern Conference, and within a reasonable distance of a shield, when our own coach was basically downplaying expectations before the season started, I think he's got a point that we're in a good spot at just over the halfway mark of the season. Not going to argue. Not going to argue. Yeah. Nothing we expected right now. <laughs> Absolutely not. So let's get into... We also didn't uh, expect the Pablo Quinas to show up. So. <laughs> so let's get into the likes and dislikes for the uh, these two games. So... Trim, we'll start with you. What did you dislike about this? these two wins? Well, you could talk about the general ugliness uh, most of the first game, but I'm going to beat Pat to the punch. And I have a specific reason, because I'm not specifically going to bash on Patrick Klamala. Not him specifically, but the problem is who is getting the forwards the ball. And, and yet again, you didn't see it in either of these games. First of all, you're not, don't get the ball to Tom Barlow. That is clearly just wasting your time. He's, he's going to miss. Uh, but we're still not seeing clear opportunities given to the forwards. Patrick Klamala is not a guy who's going to streak down the side of the field and score. You have to get the ball on his feet and good opportunities. Um, we're pretty sure Ashley Fletcher was supposed to be like that, but clearly that he's not really on this team anymore. He's, well, no, I'm pretty he's sure pretty he's pretty officially gone. back to wherever he came from. Yeah, so, I mean, but, you know, I think that's a big problem is that we're not giving the forwards – the ball. Now, the good thing is the midfield's been playing so fantastic, and they're scoring all the goals, which is which is great. But can we can we find out what we can do in that in inside the box, getting the forwards the ball? Hey, if they're gonna shoot and fuck up, at least we know they can actually start getting the ball and then fucking up. But I want to see them get the ball more often. Uh, I got. I'll take on Klamala my afterthoughts. Um, I'll, I'll just go with my dislike, which would be which is a very personal dislike. 
And it's that I got called away from the game at Atlanta, which I did have to leave early. And at that point, it was a 0-0 slog. And then the next thing I know, I'm getting texts and hearing cheers. And I'm like, oh, cool. I just missed a really dramatic comeback. Awesome. And it was it was something I literally <laughs> had to attend to. It was not like, you know, whatever. But it, it was, uh, that was a very, very frustrating moment for me to uh, find out what happened uh, in the FR. And then having to wait, like, till noon the next day before MSG Go finally uploaded the replay. And that was frustrating. I'm pretty sure it was, like, within three Probably minutes even. of his... Of his message to us. Yeah, three he minutes probably didn't make that at the bottom of the steps at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bummer. I, I should probably. I'm gonna see if while you guys while you talk, I'm gonna go through the our messages. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up here. So you guys talk. I'm gonna find this. Well, it's Jay's Jay's yeah. like right or dislike dislike. Uh, my dislike yep. is going to be uh, the refereeing in the Sporting Kansas City match. The red card. I feel like. If you have to spend five minutes trying to figure out a denial of obvious goal-scoring opportunity, then it's clearly not that. Um, it was a handball. I would say yellow is perfectly fine. But if you need to spend five minutes to figure out if that was red-worthy because uh, he was the last defender back, then it's clearly not a red card. Uh, I kind of wish Instant Replay talked about it this week, but they I guess they decided not to get deal with that and everything surrounding it um but just in general the kansas city match i feel like the referee and, and yes the red bulls were playing probably a little more physical than usual but i feel like he wasn't being consistent uh and what i mean by that is if you're going to call every little thing at some point in the first half, the Red Bulls should have gotten a yellow card. And honestly, we're lucky. We lasted, I think, until like the 50-something minute to get one. But then you can't turn around and – I can't remember who it was, but whoever blindside blocked Nealis to the point – or I can't remember which Nealis brother, but one of them to the point where you literally have to call for a head injury uh, stoppage and VAR doesn't look at it. I mean, come on. Like, that's – Clearly, something's wrong refereeing in terms of being consistent. It's not a new story, but it just gets frustrating at certain points of the season. It ultimately doesn't matter in terms of the fact that we made it out, but we did lose one of our defenders for the next game. So that kind of sucks. Uh, Newsflash, everybody. Jay thinks the refs only screw over the Red Bulls. <laughs> nope. I didn't say <laughs> I specifically said we deserved a yellow in the first half. So. Mm-hmm. And I've been on All the right, show so before. So follow up. 9, sort of stuff. 942, Pat announces he's leaving the game. At 9.58 is when we knew. I, I believe 9.58 is when they scored, uh, when the Red Bulls tied the game. And then moments later is when they took the lead. So it was it was a quick turnaround. Yeah. So if 9.48 is when he announced he left, I'm pretty sure it was like two minutes later is when they scored. It's not long after that. That's for no. sure. I think. I think when I. I think I had reached the sidewalk outside the stadium when I, right when Atlanta scored, because I heard the oh, oh, and I thought it was a missed goal, and then you guys were like, no, Atlanta scored. I was like, oh, okay. All right. Uh, so likes for these two games. Pat, your first. What did you like about this one? 
I'm going to throw it out there to the 16-year-old kid from North Plainfield, two towns over from where I grew up, uh, scoring the game winner. Uh, you got to love that. you got to love that when you see a kid that young uh, make such an impact in a game, um, you know, and in such a dramatic fashion. Um, you know, obviously it's one play in one game, but he certainly has looked active since he's been on, on the field. So uh, here's the hope, and we'll see more of that. And But, hey, hell of a way to start the career. So hats off to Goma big time. That was awesome, which we could have seen more of him in uh, that second game in Kansas City. My like is going to be about that game in Kansas City because, yes, Kansas City absolutely sucks. But I think the Red Bulls were, I mean, they had to have been tired. They played so many games at that point. To go in there on the road, get a goal, go down a man, still hang on and win that game. Uh, Tolkien clearing that ball out, which was fucking awesome. Right at the end. I mean, I think everything was going against them. The rain delay, the red card. Like, there was a lot that Kansas City could have gotten a lucky. I, I was really fully expecting the lucky penalty call, like penalty kick coming at the end of the game, and they would tie it. Uh, but it, they know how to win on the road, and I think that was huge. And it doesn't. I don't care how fucking ugly they play. I don't care. They could play like the 94 Knicks every single game, play defense, play ugly, knock people around, don't give a shit. The results are on uh, in the standings right now, and that's all that really matters. Who's our Anthony Mason? Oh man, or Charles Oakley, or I mean, the cleanest has got to be John Starks. I mean, we know that. Right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The Nealis brothers are, are Oakley and, and Mason. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Long is Ewing, and Long and Long can be he's he's Ewing. Yeah, he's Ewing. Yeah, there you go. Long comes on. On the field, he's just profusely sweating, like five seconds in. Just sweating. He's already sweating. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, my like, just the general kind of don't never say die attitude over the last two games. Um, I think it could have been really easy for the Red Bulls to just after that goal that Atlanta scored, just to be like, "All right, it's over. We're done. It's not our night. We'll just." you know, conserve our energy and get Kansas City. They didn't do that. Um, and I believe over the last few years, that was something that would have happened, honestly, scoring or a visiting team scoring that late in the, the game. Uh, you saw it earlier this season. Yeah. You saw early in the year with, with the other team scoring. You're like, ah, fuck. And then that was, that was it. Like my, I think with Montreal did that. Well, that was also yep. the, the, the Cornell coming out of goal thing. So, um, and then against Kansas City, like you mentioned, the the weather delay, which I think ended up being roughly like 35, 40 minutes long. Um, <clears throat> playing on short rest again because that was their third game in eight days. Like just – these schedules suck because of the World Cup. Everything has to get a little compressed. And we don't have the depth to truly rotate the squad. Not, I don't think most teams in MLS do anyway, but it still sucks either way. But for the Red Bulls to handle that situation and get three points in both matches is huge. And yeah. we've, we've talked about it before. All the, At the end of the day, all that matters is results. And right now, I'd argue we are getting more results than we should be. And that's a big thing. Um, all right, afterthoughts. I, I have one, but I want to see if you guys have any first. Uh, I mean, I got a few. I mean, I don't know if you guys know. I, I don't. I don't know if I've ever mentioned it on this podcast, but um, <laughs> do you guys know I'm not a fan of Patrick Kamala? 
Did you guys know that? Have I ever mentioned that before on the show? I mean, I love that guy. I mean, I've heard Gareth Bale's coming to MLS more than that, so I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. No. I mean, I I know Truman doesn't put much of the blame on Klamala. I, I disagree. I do. I think part of the reason Tom Barlow is in there is because he actually gets in good spots to get the ball. The only problem is then he turns around and shoots it on our goal for some reason. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, that's the problem there. And then I guess with Kamal with the rolling around on the ground at the end of the game. I mean, we had seven Not minutes a of, of that. Yeah, he's, he had seven minutes of stoppage, and now he's rolling around on the ground, like supposedly time-wasting, and now we go to ten minutes of stoppage. So you're not really wasting any time, because that's why they add injury time, for people who roll around on the ground acting injured. Like, I, I can't – I mean, I wish the Americans in this league would tell all the people who come in here where that rolling around shit's okay – like, if you actually want to sell the game in this country, you don't roll around like an asshole. Like, get up, get the fuck up, stop wasting time. None of us care for it. None of us. Like, n- enough. I don't care what team it's on. I'm with Shep Messing. I believe he said it during the broadcast where it was like, you don't like to see that. You hate it. It doesn't matter what team it's on. It's just, it's, ugh. It's full on ugh, you know. So, um, you know, that was uh, my big afterthought. And I had something else. Uh, what the hell was it? Um, I don't know. Jay, go. Maybe it'll come back to me. I, I was actually talking about Kamala's shit housing. I mean, I get it. Time wasting is a part of the game. Every team does it. If, if Kamala goes down and acts hurt, you know, trainer comes on the field. If he pops up and walks off, okay, it, it sucks. But at least it's he argues part of the game. But I, I mean, I think he stood up and went right back down. Uh, spent way too much time on the field. The stretcher is out there, and I mean, if you're really hurt, just get on the stretcher, get off the field. Um, well, he wasn't hurt. I mean, that's just, no, I know, I know he's not hurt, but my point is, like, well, the, actually, I will say one thing about the stretcher: so the stretcher people looked fucking livid, and that was pretty funny. I mean, <laughs> like, can you blame them? It's like, the, it's like the one time they find something to do, and it's like, well, what the fuck? You asked me to come away out here, and I'm not going to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> Well, but, then, don't remember, they tried to pull out the stretcher to force him to get on it, because they're like, get off the field, you fucking motherfucker. <laughs> well, even the referee was pointing to it, like, just yeah. get on the stretcher and get off the field. It, it sort of reminded me of, what was it, uh, I think Marta in, like, the Women's World Cup back in 2012 oh, or something yeah. like that, where she ended up costing Brazil because it just gave the U.S. more time to get a, that last goal. Yeah, um, they added a minute or two or whatever it was, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, what if Kansas City had scored, mm-hmm. right? then all of a sudden that becomes a, a terrible idea because all you do is give Kansas City more time. Yeah. You, you're lucky Kansas City is honestly as bad as it is. We could have been down 2-1 at that point anyway, but to, to give a team like that at home, the to let their crowd get, you know, keep their energy because you could argue that their crowd was almost out of it. You gave their crowd a chance to get fired up. You... Gave the players a chance to get fired up. It could have backfired tremendously. Thankfully, it didn't. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, and uh, I'm sure Truman and I were both watching the, the Kansas City feed because of ESPN+. Plus, but I don't blame those announcers for getting pissed off. Uh, apparently, Shuck got pissed off, too. At a certain point, I think I texted Truman, like, this is just getting silly now. And it's just, it was ridiculous. So, my other afterthought actually kind of ties in a lot to what our uh, voicemail uh, was that the team is in a very good spot. We have an open designated player spot. Uh, I mean, my grand scheme would be to get rid of Klamala, bring in a striker and a goal dangerous slash creative winger. 
but if you are going to insist on Kamal, because I don't see him going anywhere, um, I would still consider bringing in a striker anyway, a designated player striker. I would consider bringing, I would still consider bringing a designated player, uh, goal dangerous slash creative winger who can maybe send more accurate balls in the box and also create some chances of their own. I think we are at that point. I don't know if we're one piece away, but I definitely think we're one piece away from making some noise. Despite the fact where we are in the standings right now, I don't believe we're playoff dangerous. I, I think we have too many flaws, but I, I just feel like if we could get that attack notched up a little bit more, um, I, I think there's a real chance this team could do anything. Now, will our ownership and FO do anything about it? I'm pessimistic, but... Fingers crossed, they say, hey, you know what? For once, we have a chance to maybe do something. Let's do it. So, fingers crossed. Maybe maybe it's a guy who's about to play in the World Cup that needs some time. He needs to make some guaranteed playing time. Uh, even if you get him for six months, fuck it. Um, you know, it would be a wonderful thing. But, um, again, I, I don't necessarily see it happening. Yeah, I mean, I think it is the forward position. I think that's that's the most desperate need right now. Mm-hmm. Arlo sucks, and Kamala's is not doing what he should be doing but i i mean yeah guy uh, barlow wanted a sub you just groan you're like this is our best option at forward coming off the bench and then we start games you're like oh my god he's starting the game so we're not scoring to start the game uh we know they're not going to get anybody but that would be sweet if they actually went and got a, a a dangerous forward maybe what they should do is just like write up some papers and like be like oh Oh, Vancouver, that was actually a loan for Brian White. You you need to send him back. <laughs> Sorry. Our bad. We found the papers. <laughs> it's, look, it's clearly on 2019 uh, parchment. I can hear Jay typing his name in right now to find his stats. Oh, I know I, that's what yes. he's doing. I know that's what he's doing. Because I, 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 I was actually going to do it, and I can hear him doing it. All he I know is at least wants one, to know. One U.S.-centric podcast I listened to within the past couple of months mentioned him as a striker option for the U.S., so that's all I know about how he's doing. All right, now I'm just going to find his actual... Okay, you know what? Why can't I find his... Am I spelling his name wrong, Kamala? Can I spell? There we go. I think that's how he's... There we go. Okay. Where's his career stats for Kamala? Your stats for white. Okay, I think I saw I, I saw a thing about Brian White scoring in the I guess the Canadian Championship, whatever it is, for Vancouver. And it made me think about this. <clears throat> so we traded Don't Brian White for his stats. We tra- we've traded Brian White last year, right? Uh, he uh, so yeah, yeah, I think so. So he has appeared in MLS play only. Uh, 40 times for Vancouver. Anybody want to take a guess at how many goals he scored? 15. Close, 14. Okay. And throw in, I, I throw in five guess. assists. It looks like this year he's not actually lighting it up. No, two goals no. this year. But, but point still is in the 40 games for Vancouver, he scored in MLS play 14 goals and has five assists. Mm-hmm. Patrick Kamala so far has recorded 46 appearances for the Red Bulls. How many goals does he have? 12. Dead on, 12. All right. And how many of them are from the run yeah. of play? I don't know, but 
I'm, assu- I'm assuming half of those are penalty kicks at least. I feel like half of them last year were PKs. Yeah. Um, the only thing he had that Kamala has over Brian White is that he has ten assists. Mm. Now here's this is the part where I, I should have brought his up too. The, the real comparison I think is Tom Barlow, right? Because they're all better than Tom Barlow. Well, yeah, well, but maybe not. <laughs> but my point is, um, right? Th- those were the two guys who were synonymous in terms of being forwards out of the academy, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're going to really compare anybody in terms of who the Rebels should have gotten rid of last year, that's who you go with. So between last year and this year, uh, so 50, 42. Yeah, I think it's 42 games. One thing to guess the number of goals in between 21 and 22 for Tom Barlow. Five. Two. Three. Oof. Want to guess the numbers? Want to guess on assists? Zero. Yep. One. Big old goose egg on on assists. Ah. I was wondering if that, like, wacky goal, like, a week or two ago, the Queen S got, if that was, uh, that counted. I didn't think so, but I don't know. But... Point being, in a year and a half to two years, Brian White is has almost outscored our two top forwards. Not a shocker. We we traded away the wrong kid. Yeah. Um, well, I'm I don't know who to take in Barlow. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going on a limb. We would have gotten anything from Barlow. I'm still predicting MLS Cup, Barlow hat trick, and then I get the belt. No matter what my points record is, if Tom Barlow <laughs> wins MLS Cup for us with a hat trick, I get the belt. I'm not going to say no to that. I feel like if Tom Barlow gets a hat trick in the MLS Cup final, everything's out the window at that point. Because I don't know. All right. Any other afterthoughts on these two games? That was it. No. Okay. Too much. Prediction standings. Uh, so Truman is still in first. He recorded three points because he did get the uh, Atlanta game exactly right. I'm in second uh, with 14 points of two back from Truman. I got two because I predicted wins for both these games. Pat, unsurprisingly, is t- <laughs> has four points because he's uh, reverse jinx. My strategy is working for the world, okay? <laughs> it's working for the world. <laughs> The very altruistic Pat who's sacrificing himself for the, for the greater good. I'm sacrificing myself for you, the listener. Never forget <laughs> it. All right. Well, Pat will have another chance to sacrifice his sacrifice his chance at a belt this week uh, when the Red Bulls take on FC Cincinnati on Saturday, July 9th, 7.30 p.m. Uh, I didn't check the Red Bulls website. I don't know if it's on MSG, but... I'm assuming it's not on a national network, so at least there's that. Uh, Since he comes into this game a much better team than last year, they are uh, entering the game with a 7-4-7 record, 25 points, minus three goal difference, number five in the Eastern Conference. Who'd have thunk? A huge step up from their their multiple wooden spoon years. Uh, So predictions... Truman, you go first and you're in the lead. What's your prediction for the Cincy match? I predict that Tom Barlow is not going to score a goal. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> if, I, I think, if that, if that, if that was an actual 
if that was an actual bet, that's that's the one where you lose money regardless what happens. Uh, shockingly, uh, Cincinnati is uh, three four and one at home, four three three on the road. So I don't know. Fuck it. Red Bulls win again, one nothing. I don't know. Who gives a shit, right? Let's fucking let's ride the high, ride the dragon. Just just keep throwing out wins. Uh, I'm gonna go with the win. Also, I'm not going with two or one nothing because I can't be exactly the same. I'm gonna go two to one. Um, I I I don't think we're gonna keep a clean sheet, but as long as we win, I don't really care. So I'll take two one. I think it's gonna be a hard fought victory though. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, they're gonna go into a uh, strong crowd there in Cincinnati. Um, you know, a much improved Cincinnati team. Uh, they are gonna be missing a defender. Um, so one of their starting defenders, so uh, that's something to worry about. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I think they're capable of getting a draw, but obviously, you know, reverse jinx. We got to do it. So I'm gonna say four three loss with Tom Barlow hat trick. <laughs> so now we're moving out of the realm of realistic losses into just fantasy losses. Is that what we're doing here? Oh yeah, we're just going crazy now. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, one team that continues to lose is New York Red Bulls 2. Uh, they lost 3 nothing to the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Makes their record 1-3-13. and 13. Uh, Six points, minus 24 goal difference, and shocker, dead last in the Eastern Conference of the USL Championship. Man, what a way to go out there last year in the USL, right? Uh, next match... <laughs> It's Saturday, July 9th, 8 p.m. Uh, at Louisville City. And I put this for Dumpy Grand, might as well do it now. Because uh, I think Creepy Taxi, Stan, uh, Steven Santos, mentioned it. New York Rebels 2 fired their coach, who just last week said the goal of the team was to develop youth. Clearly, results matter. And yeah, he wasn't that. getting the results. Yep. Austrian Overlords were not happy with that. Uh, and... Uh, Former Rebel player Ibrahim Sagaya is currently named as the interim coach for the Rebels, too. You got Honda. Yep. All right. Uh, next up, Gotham FC. Uh, they lost 2 nothing versus the Chicago Red Stars. Uh, that puts them at 3-0-5 on the year. Nine points, minus four goal difference, number eight in the NWSL. Next match is on Friday, July 8th at 8 p.m. at Racing Louisville. All right. That leads us to the dumping ground. I'm the trash man. All right. So uh, biggest news in terms of the Red Bulls. Tyler Adams has been sold from RB Leipzig. He will rejoin Jesse Marsh. Now it leads in the Premier League. Uh, The big part of this for the New York franchise is that uh, we had a, a Apparently a 33% sell-on fee for Adams, so we will get about $8 million of the 20 million pounds, because I don't know what I did to do the conversion, uh, fee that Leipzig got for Adams. It's uh, all pending, pending a medical, just to point that out. Pending a medical. So at least that's about the last bit of news I saw. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so clearly Leeds is now America's team with uh, Jesse Marsh. Uh, Adams, uh, who is the New York City player that's now over there? 
Uh, Philly, uh, Brendan Aronson. Well, no, I thought there was uh, like Jack Harrison or somebody too. It was over there. Oh, too. right, Jack Harrison. Jack Harrison's over there as well. That's right. So there you go. The the Premier League invasion of by America is officially under underway. Well, the Jack Harrison's Jack Harrison's English, but yeah, he he got his start okay. here in the good old U.S. Sorry, I, uh, for some reason I thought he was American. My bad. Okay. Still, there's three Americans, two two uh, two players and a coach, and. I don't remember if this is true, but I feel like Armis is an assistant there now, too. I think he did just get hired as an assistant. Uh, well, according to his Wikipedia page, he was recently an assistant with Manchester United, so I guess it's not official. Yeah. That wasn't look-up worthy. It's Chris Armis. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> not worth the keystrokes. Uh, so as of a month ago, there was a report that he was to join Leeds as a assistant. I guess it didn't happen. So, yeah. all right. Um, bit of good news: the U.S. has qualified in men's soccer for the 2024 Olympics. I think it's the first. Time, I don't even know the last time they made it to the Olympics. Honestly, 2008. Wow. Yeah. So a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe they. Would have qualified for the Pan American Games too, from what I saw on Reddit. I don't know if I apparently I, someone was mentioning. I guess that was a qualification was through that uh, the Concacaf Championship for the the U20s. Yeah, U20 World Cup, I believe. Well, no, not just the U20 World Cup, but there was the Olympics and then apparently the Pan American Games. So I don't know how I that works. But. I didn't see anything about the Pan American, but yeah, the Olympic thing was something that I was like, wait, what? I was like, okay, I'll take that. And this is a way better way to do it than like have our like rusty MLS guys play a tournament in January, you know. So uh, I'll take this qual- path to qualification for sure. Yep. Uh, two two Red Bulls were on that team. Caden Clark and Kaden, Daniel Edelman. Da- Daniel Edelman. So that's also a nice little uh, caveat to this. And uh, cool cool sad story: Dominican Republic, by somehow making the final of the Concacaf Championship and getting smoked by us six nothing. But they made the uh, Olympics as well. All right. Um, U.S. women's team is currently uh, competing in the uh, Women's CONCACAF Championship to qualify for the 2023 World Cup. They won their first match over Haiti 3 nothing. Uh, they have two remaining group stage matches. First is against Jamaica on Thursday at 7, and then next Monday, July 11th, versus Mexico. Uh, basically, when I looked up real quick, if they finish top two in the group, they're automatically into the World Cup. So if they beat Jamaica, it sounds like they're in. If they don't qualify, it'll be an even bigger failure than Cuba. So I'm really not expecting that to happen. Yeah. All right. And then the last thing I have on there is that uh, today RFK was literally on fire. I hope they got the just... raccoons out. I don't know. Uh, that, there was gotta save the raccoons, people. Start a GoFundMe for the raccoons. <laughs> uh, apparently, the fire had been, somehow got started in uh, the basement of the facility. One of the pictures I saw was the fire. Uh, the firemen were going in through one of the dugouts to put the fire out. They apparently drove the truck onto the. What is a really bad looking field at this point, which makes sense. It hasn't been used in like four years. So um, 
I was honestly surprised anybody cared enough to put the fire out. Yeah, could save them uh, some demolition money. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we can all laugh at DC for RFK going up in smoke. And we will. We'll always laugh at misery. All right, anything else uh, before we move on from dumping grounds? Real quiet. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bring up the highlights, but just so you guys know, uh, Red Bull still sits one in and two in the Formula One standings. Uh, if you want some crazy shit, go on the Formula One's YouTube page and watch their seven-minute highlight video because it is one of the craziest fucking races you will ever see. I did see a br- the the big one. Yeah, was it, 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 it was some crazy shit. I I, I highly recommend uh, watching. Highly. Right. Anything else for W Grounds? That's it. No, sir. Okay. Uh, so now it's time for Pat's betting corner. And of course, the soundboard crafts out on me. So. Uh, there we go. That's what I'm talking about. All right. So I looked it up. To score two or more goals, you got a plus 2,100 odds on Tom Barlow. So I say put your money on Tom Barlow to score two plus goals. Against Cincinnati. Wow. Now I'm really looking forward to that game. Okay, just because it's been a very long time since I've even bet on sports, which apparently sports books are now opening in person in um, Maryland. But so how does the plus 2100 work exactly? So basically a dollar, you win $21. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, with that, it's time for Truman's Terrible Team of the Week. Nope. I was hoping it would work. It didn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, terrible. All right. So uh, we could talk about uh, L.A. beating Montreal for nothing, but I'm not. Because you truly suck when you're Orlando and you give up five goals at home to literal and figurative dumpster fire D.C. United. That That is, that is no bueno. You know, that might explain why RFK went up in smoke. Probably. Yeah, they were shocked that just the just RFK just spontaneously combusted. All right. Uh, anything else for this week's episode? That'd be all. No. Okay. Let's wrap this one up. You can visit us at patreon.com slash rebelrant. One dollar a month is all you need for exclusive content, such as our monthly wrap-ups, live post games, anything you decide to do. Like our Stranger Things Season 4 episode that will be coming later this week. Uh, and if you are a patron, I don't it's been a while since I mentioned this, but if you are a patron, you'll get a specialized RSS feed, so you will not have to go into the Patreon app and listen there. You can just use your favorite podcatcher, put the uh, RSS feed in there, and boom, everything in one shot. You can email us, redbullrant at gmail.com. If you want to call us, 973 973- Three four eight five three two nine is the voicemail. Facebook.com slash Red Bull Rant. On Twitter, at Red Bull Rant for the show. At Dr. Stooge myself, at The Truman for Truman. Just, yeah. Subscribe to our show via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube Music, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. Last words before we get out of here. Don't don't lose in Cincinnati. Just don't do it. I'm watching the Mets right now, and they can't score a run right now against the Reds. So don't don't make that mistake, Red Bulls. We have faith. You're gonna keep the hot streak going, and you're gonna go in there, and then come out with a big old fat win. Barlow, I've always believed in you. You can do it.
Pat wants you to make him twenty-one dollars. That's what he wants. I put three on it. Thank you very much. So I would make sixty-three three dollars. Thank you very much. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. All right. So for Pat Truman and myself, this has been episode four hundred four of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, go Red Bulls. Later, skaters. Do <laughs> <laughs>